seat. It's just me taking. <laughs> Did you position those cups in your gym no, selfie? I tried to go for a little all natural. I feel so. like you wore that color though, because it was like the right color you for the selfie. Put a filter. I wore no, no. Just that saying. is that has a filter. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Let's That's... go with Nashville next time. And just like that, we're back with the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. Um, lucky for you, it's going to be a fun, sassy episode because this is called the breakup episode. That's right. My grandma is sick. She's not feeling well. She was going to be here, but she'll be here next time instead. So this episode, we're going to talk all about breakups. But first, we just want to remind you guys how important it is to subscribe, rate, and review us. We are bringing you free content, so we would really appreciate the five stars. We have the Bare Naked Cucumber, Taylor, back. He is getting through the show, struggling after a rough breakup, which we will get into. Um... Jordan's back on the show. She has been MIA the last few times. Well, actually, we were we were I traveling. I still exist, people. I'm yeah, still alive. She's still around. We were traveling, and then she was traveling, and then um, last week her dog was having a meltdown. So we <laughs> you do what you can. We yeah. So we we this, this time she has a bone and a safe place to hang out. And by luckily, herself. I'm very very high energy right now because I just got back from the gym. That me, is unluckily, Michael Bostic. Me and Weston just went in there. I crushed his legs. Weston he, and I. Weston and I. He's in the other room, um, probably writing an essay about how his legs don't work. Okay, so the bare naked cucumber is in the corner in his hoodie with earphones on, looking like a uh, <laughs> little unibomber. Um, and so the whole kind of episode is going to be based around breakups because Taylor just kind of had one. Well, and we've got actually we got a lot of questions. Jordan got a few. I previewed a lot them a of little bit. a lot of breakup questions. I previewed them a little bit. Good, I love it. Um, so yeah, so make sure you're rating and reviewing and subscribing. Um, submit your questions with the hashtag Ask Him and Her. No, and I just want to say something too about like um, last week. So these podcasts usually go live on either late Monday night, Tuesday morning, or Tuesday night. But you will only see them if you're subscribed. Um, if you're not subscribed, you're at the mercy of when iTunes updates their um, which cash, is dreadful. Which is dreadful. It took them like five days last week to update it. So, yeah. so some people... And if you're subscribed, <clears throat> you still have to click that refresh button. Because I've done that before. You put, you have to click refresh so it pops up. Yeah, on your phone it'll pop up. Like, as, like scroll the, down. Yeah, on yeah. your phone it'll pop up as downloaded. But on the computer you have, to re, you have to make sure you have the latest version of iTunes and refresh your feed to make sure you're on your shows. So anyways, I just wanted to m- uh, mention that. Um, let's get into what the, the weekend. It was a, a big grandma weekend this weekend. You loved it. Yeah, I liked Grandma Weekend. I did some puzzles. He literally did puzzles. He was sitting over the uh, over the table, hunched over like Quasimodo, doing puzzles with a little light and like a magnifying glass. That's funny, as a lot of people don't know, I'm I'm quarter Japanese, so I was Snapchatting this weekend, and um, I Snapchatted my little. How, how tall is Grandma Jordan? She's like, like four foot ten. I'm I not think even she. Kidding. You, the she's thing about so us, cute. like us Asians, is we get we get shorter as the ages go on. Like I think she's legally. A midget, like the definition of a midget, is under like a certain. Height, I don't know if right? that's the right I word. Think, I don't know. If I that's think the right it word. Is. Uh, <laughs> let's change the subject. So, um, about her noodles. So let me just tell you about these noodles. These noodles are legendary. They are Japanese noodles with a little bit of soy sauce, with bacon chopped up very finely, and cabbage. A little bit of cabbage. Little bit of cabbage. What else? Onion. There's onion. Onion. They yeah. are mm. so good. For Thanksgiving, everyone will bring all their, like, meals. Like, they're, like, there with their, like, pudding and, like, 
their cornbread and like their turkey and, and grandma brings noodles and no one cares about anything but Everyone the noodles. Everyone fights over the noodles. Lauren and I literally fight over them. One time I stacked my plate so high it was like... We're like stashing them in our purse to bring home for later. We're like, oh, the noodles are gone. <gasps> when I was drunk I and I was young, I was like 21, I would I would go to their house and I would put noodles in a Ziploc and like put it in my purse. Do you know my favorite thing about our, our grandma? Because <clears throat> this doesn't apply to... I have another sister, Tara. And this doesn't apply to Jordan and Tara because... Um, they're, they're women and in, in my, my grandma's very traditional Japanese so like in her eyes I can do no wrong I can I can literally do the worst the worst thing imaginable and my grandma will blame somebody else and say that it's okay that I did it and I just think it's so funny because I went over there and I just know how she is she, so basically you're marrying the complete opposite of your grandma um, well I just know I just know how she is uh, yeah I am I am marrying the opposite <laughs> of my grandma but it's funny I, she spilled and Lauren's like Michael get in there and help your grandma and my grandma's like listen if I go in there and help my grandma, she's going to lose it. She does not want me to She wanted you all. to do your she puzzles. She wanted me to sit there, do the puzzle, eat some noodles. I'm going to buy you a puzzle. It was a great way to shut you up in the corner. She does have a good name, though. Say her name. Michiko. Michiko. Yeah, yeah. it's hot. Michiko Lulu. 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 But that's the Italian side. It's hard to say. That's the Italian side. So, um, so then, so we, we went to Michiko's, and then after Michiko's, we headed over to Fidel's, which is this really good Mexican restaurant in Solana Beach. The chips and salsa are epic. Um, I can't stop eating them once I start. It's like crack. Yeah. And we had some skinny margaritas after we micromanaged the bartender and got frisky. Michael ended up with a cup of coffee and cheesecake, though. No, me and your grandma... No, 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 no. I had some flan and a cup of coffee. Your Ugh, grandma had... What a bore. Your grandma had some coffee. Taylor joined us. Taylor he, joined um, us. He, was down, he lives down the street, so he popped in. We had a couple of drinks there. And, um, yeah, it was a big-time grandma weekend. Yeah, it was fun. And then we went the next day. We, we stopped by my parents' house and went by the pool. Jordan and Nico came by. We had some beers. They were calling me boring because I, I guess like if you don't drink a beer every 35 seconds with these people, you're boring. No, you had a sip every 35 minutes, so I would classify that as slightly boring. No, I'm, I, I just was relaxing. I was reading. You were relaxing. You were. My dad told me I look like a piece of parchment paper because I'm so white, so I'm trying, to get, my, no, I'm no, trying no. to get my tan up. No, you need to wear sunscreen, and you need oil, and you could use a good um, you know, nose mask. I wonder what the debate is on this. Like, Should I, should I get a good tan and look good? No, now? you're dead. Or should no I one's go looking the at you. sunscreen route instead no of sunscreen looking at like later? Because who really gives look a shit what I look like? Look good for who? I feel like I won't care what I look Yourself like Yourself in the mirror? Yeah. Just stay white. So anyway, um, we're on episode 15 now. We've gone... This is, this is kind of intense that we've gone 15 of these. I didn't think we'd get this far. Everybody at this table was here from the beginning. We've Unfortunately. Learned, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot. We've learned... The pioneers. The struggle learned, was real. Yeah. Have we learned a lot? Kind of. I feel like I've taught you a lot. I don't... I don't know if you've taught me a lot, but you I feel like I have. I feel like Taylor and I should like high five each other for making it through the yeah. storm. What Seriously. did we learn? We've learned not to interrupt each other or try not to interrupt each other. That still happens occasionally. We've learned that you should not work out and then do the podcast because your testosterone is off the charts. That's because I work my legs. Anybody out there, I've already talked about this. You got to work your legs, guys. Let's, let's get your t- testosterone boosted. Mm, I don't know about that. We learned how to listen, sort of. Did you learn how to listen? I don't want to say we've learned. We're learning. Um, Lauren has removed the word like from her vocabulary. Not really, though. You know what? I say like. I say literally. I say obsessed. These are just words I use. Like, 
I, I can't uh, change as long myself. As, you're not, as long as you're not machine gun firing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I'm not just going to be like a perfect newscaster. I, I, I say like. I don't know what to say. Uh, like and um are the two you want to avoid. Not, I say um. I say literally. I, I don't know. You know what can I do? I think we both just have a really hard time letting each other finish, but we're getting we're getting better, right? I think. Yeah, I think everyone's improving. And just a side note, you really need to brush your eyebrows up. Your eyebrows are so down right now. (laughs) You look like a tadpole. Mine are too. I forgot my eye brush today. Do you have an extra? I have 10. But I listened, you know, um, I was listening to Tim Ferriss' podcast when we first started. Like, around like episode 7, I was listening to it. And it was interesting. I I can't remember which episode it is, so sorry, uh, Tim Ferriss, if you're listening, you're probably not. He Tim Ferriss is tuning in. <laughs> yeah, he should be. Um, but he said basically what he was saying is you need to get to episode six to like kind of get your rhythm and get comfortable. And I feel like it was around episode seven. I don't remember exactly which episode it was, but I remember f- finishing episode seven with you and be like, oh, we're kind of like getting in a rhythm and we're kind of figuring this out. And like it feels a lot more natural. It feels like a conversation. And we got used to um, doing these things. And I think it's been an interesting process. So I think if you're out there and you're thinking about doing a podcast, like, understand maybe it's not going to be the best from episode like in the beginning you also hate the sound of your own voice yeah no when we when you not you but anyone i feel like anyone hates you remember the, the home sound. alone recorder yeah that was called a talk girl i had one I, it was a talk boy for for but the guys did a talk girl it was pink yeah which is bullshit like no it wasn't the pink one was so chic Okay, but so anyways, I remember I had one of those when I was a kid, and I would talk into it, and then I would play it back, and I was like, God, that's how I sound? I sound like an idiot. I and, know. Right? And that's how No, I'm... like, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, first joke. Okay, so I remember listening to that and saying, like, oh, I hate the sound of my voice, and that's how it was with this, too. How do... And then, yeah, you, know, you kind of get used to it. Yeah, that's how it is to podcast. You kind of get used to it. Um, okay, so... There's that. Let's get into the breakup episode. I feel like there's so much to talk about, um, about breakups and, you know, it's something everyone goes through. So let's do the first question. Okay. Question one is what is it like working with your spouse? Is it hard on the relationship? It's a breakup. No, (laughs) this isn't directly to do with breakups, but, um, working with your spouse is interesting, but even though it's interesting, it's rewarding. I would say it's definitely one of the most rewarding things I've done, but that doesn't mean that you don't go through bumps. I would say the first thing that comes to mind is this is definitely not for everyone. I had a long conversation with, with me and Jordan's dad, our dad, our, Gary, um, about this, and it, it's not for everyone. It's not, not every couple can work together. Um, I think that you have to have a, a really, really strong mutual respect sometimes, which we'll get into in a minute about uh, some of our fights that these guys have witnessed. Um, it's not, it doesn't always seem that way, but the one thing that I would say about working with your spouse is that you guys are both working towards a common goal. You're working in the same household. You're working for the same thing, hopefully. And if you're not, then you definitely shouldn't be working together. But yeah, I mean, it's not easy. It's a, I, I'd say that's like constantly having to work at it. But then again, no partnership's easy. I love working with Michael because I think that Michael and I have so many layers of our relationship that this really completes a big part of both of us. And I think if we didn't work together, our relationship wouldn't be as as um, interesting to both of us. It was kind of a natural progression for us, right? Because we would constantly talk to each other. I mean, about... I feel like we've worked together the whole time, but we weren't 
directly working together every day. Yeah, like it wasn't official. Like I didn't officially come on to the Skinny Confidential. You didn't officially come on to anything I was doing. It was just we would constantly talk about it. Consulting. Or in the car. I yeah. would say consulting. Yeah, I was consulting with her and, you know, giving her advice. And but what her. what is it like day-to-day working with your spouse? Well, um, he stares at your calendar so he knows exactly what you're doing. So if you want to go for a quick brow appointment or facial, forget about it because he'll call you out. The worst is when I say I have so much to do today. Well, and the best is I have Danny over there in the chair, and Danny Danny works with me, and um, now he works with Lauren too. And I have him also breathing down your neck, so I put a barrier between yeah, us so, so that annoying. I don't have to be the. I've bad never guy. seen anything more annoying. He's Imagine you guys laughing. waking up to text messages every morning of, "You need to do this. You need to do that. Where are you? Why are you doing this?" Sometimes I'm actually going to a brow appointment for a blog post. And even before this show, me and Jordan were talking. I'm like, where's Lauren? It's time to podcast. And I had Jordan snooping in on your Snapchat to see where your movements were. We've got tons of tools. We've got, we, we've got, Lauren. I've got probes out now. <laughs> that is, do you guys know how annoying this is? I can't even live. Let me live. Yeah, so I get micromanaged on a daily basis. When I wake up, I like to burn my oils. I like to make my detox drink. I like to play Bossa Nova. I'm very specific about how I wake up and I get 45 text messages from everyone what am I doing? Where am I going? Why am I doing this at this time? It's kind of annoying. Yeah, but if that didn't happen, we, we wouldn't get anything done because there's a reason that these, I would call them safeguards at this point, are in place. <laughs> um, so yeah, working with your spouse is sometimes annoying. It can be hard on the relationship because you don't know when to separate. Sometimes you go home, you're trying to have dinner by candlelight, and, and Michael's asking me about a profit and loss statement. And, um, yeah, that's kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it comes with the territory. I mean, I think it could be one of the more, like I said, it's one of the more rewarding things, but you have to work at it. It's difficult. I would say the most important thing if you're going to be working with your significant other or actually any partner is defining the roles. So I try to set things up with Lauren where we kind of stay out of each other's way. I'm not involved in her creative process. I'm not there. At Don't any... get in the way of my creative yeah. process. I'm not involved in the you photo shoots. You will get shoots. my wrath. I'm not involved in any of the video production. Yesterday, I'm... he had to be in my photo shoot for two minutes. The photo shoot was a total of eight hours, by the way. He had to be in it for two minutes and he had a full-blown meltdown he was asking me how to pose well i don't which stance he should do i was like just stand there and like do a grin like it's not like do the the grin and i'm like listen guys i've been grinning here like an asshole for five minutes it was two minutes and i was doing my cheeks hurt today oh poor you i was Um, doing it for eight hours so so to go deeper and that define the roles like you know i'm more on the management side more on the legal side the financial side lauren's more on the creative side the content side uh the partnership side and so we we try to we, we, we try, try to, to we try to define ideas. roles. Um, so if you're gonna work with your spouse, just know there's pros and cons. I believe though, at the end of the day, it's worth it, and it's um, a deeper partnership than you that you would have. So last week, you know, speaking of working together, we we t- we we've implemented a new thing on our relationship where we're doing these alternating date nights, which I'm excited because Lauren is supposed to set it up this week. I set it up last week where. We are surprising each other somewhat, somewhat, and setting up nights where we have a date night where we can disconnect from work or try to disconnect from work. And so last week we went to this Italian place here um, in San Diego that we Piotti's. like. Piotti's. Called Piotti's. It has crack sauce. The yes. crack sauce is so good. It well, makes... no, let's, let's, that's actually not how it happened. I, act, I, <laughs> I planned Piotti's. Lauren heard we were going to Piotti's, and then she said this place across the street called Bar- Bar- Barbarella. We went across the street to Barbarella. You know, the ambiance was off, you guys. Piotti's, it wasn't. No, I need the five feels. Piotti's, there was no. There, it was slow. It was boring. It was a retire. It was. It was too retirement, homie. 
Piotti's um, is a little bit retirement homey, but this place literally, there, I think there was corpses in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, there was corpses. I think there no, was a guy like, dead at the table across from We us. like Barbarella. It was just a bad time to go. And I like it for brunch. I like it for brunch. So if but, you're in San Diego, go to Barbarella for brunch. But Piotti's, so I convinced Michael to walk over to Piotti's so I could get my crack no, 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 sauce. No, 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 no. But you're, you're jumping way ahead of this story. I have a huge, huge pet peeve. So we get there, and Lauren's too scared to tell the waitress, like, hey, look, this is not a good vibe for us. We're leaving. I'm like, hey, let's just tell Actually, us. that's not what happened. I wanted a skinny margarita there, and then I wanted to walk over to Piotti's. Okay. Well, if you'll let me get my story out. I was saying that we got there, and the waitress says, like, she, oh, here's the order. And Lauren's like, we can't stay here. This is terrible. I say, like, okay, listen, don't order anything. We'll just, we'll just tell her. So I me. ordered a skinny margarita. No, but then you felt bad and you had to order a salad. So we had to have half the meal in Barbarella and then leave okay, halfway through the meal. Okay, first of all, it's hard you don't because you don't want them to feel bad. You guys can relate to this. I wanted a yeah, little avocado salad. Like, Thanks for the salad. And I was having an amuse bouche. Like I don't know what to say. We're gonna have a amuse bouche and a little margarita and then walk over to Piotti's. Yeah, so we went over to Piotti. Like I was just like, look. It's he time was to go. huffing and puffing like like a five year old that just got his toy taken away, marching across to Piotti's. But then you were glad when we got there because we had pasta and the ambiance was on and the music was on and you had crack sauce. Yeah, no, but I just, what I'm saying is like, I had that plan from the beginning. So from now on, when I set up the date night, I'm just going to stick to my guns. Mm. Mm. And I'm not going to get up in the Ambiance has got to be on. In the salad. Yeah, I know, but we should have just left Can't in the beginning. Can't wait to take you to this week's date night. That's my suggestion. Can't wait. It's going to be a big surprise. Oh, I, I, it's not going to be too hard to top the uh, leave in the middle of salad date. <laughs> <coughs> Mine's going to be way better. Um, so yeah, do a date night if you are working with your spouse. Make sure to do one at least once a week and don't talk about business, as hard as that is. We didn't talk about business. No, but you know, our, actually our date night got interrupted in a good way. We ran into two of our friends out there, um, Mauricio and Gillian, and we, they were at the same restaurant and they joined us. And part of the reason that we wanted to do the date night is we're like, listen, we're getting, we're, we're becoming like hermits here. Like we need to get out and be a little bit more social. So it was nice to see them. We started drinking. Um, Mauricio is a French guy and he drinks like the craziest amaretto drinks, which I was, I was actually feeling that night. And um, they have a, they have a son at home. So we started talking about babies, which was, I think giving both of us anxiety because they were like the clock's ticking. I was ticking. loving it. We were talking about breastfeeding in front of Michael and how there's all these tricks you can do when you breastfeed. And Michael's, Michael looked like he saw a ghost. Um, so that was fun to freak him out. Um, I wasn't freaked out. I'm just like, you know. I wish you could carry the baby. It was kind of uncomfortable because they were talking about Would like, you carry the baby if you could? Pumping and dumping. Does anybody know what that is? Michael, would you talk about... Can we talk about pumping and dumping? <laughs> sure, you can tell us what it means. Apparently pumping and dumping, <laughs> for the men out there, I just learned about this, is when your breasts get... Like when you've drink, you've drinking the night before, you've drank the night before. Alcohol. Alcohol, and you can't feed the newborn baby a bunch of booze because it'll be shit faced, and that's not good for a little baby. So what you got to do is you got to pump the like it still needs to drink the milk, but you got to like pump part of it out, and you got to get rid of the the breast milk with alcohol in it. Is there a way for Michael to breastfeed? That's the question. Does anyone have any tips for that? I would love for you to breastfeed and pump and dump. There's nothing I would love to see more. Well, that's not gonna happen. So anyways, yep, that was date night. And, yep. So uh, do gonna... a date night if you're working with your spouse. So unless you can top leaving in the middle of a shitty salad and uh, pumping and dumping, I don't know how you're going to beat me. Okay, let's get into the breakup questions because I can't wait to talk to the bare naked cucumber about these. Oh. 
He's drinking his <laughs> coffee. He's, have, he's, he's, he's gearing up some caffeine because he's, he's having a meltdown that he's about to get grilled. Michelle Audicio asks, My boyfriend of five years just dumped me, the guy I thought I was going to marry. What advice do you have for recovering from a breakup and getting back into dating? Good question. Um, I had a boyfriend of six years, and we broke up. And I, I don't know if I thought it was the guy I was going to marry, but... Um, my advice for recovering is to get moving. You, the worst thing you can do is sit in your house and twiddle your thumbs and watch Netflix and cry and drink wine. You got to get out there. And as annoying as that is, um, it has to happen. However, that doesn't mean that there can't be a good week where you do sit in your house and do nothing. But after the week's over, you got to get moving. Yeah, you get a solid week to mourn, and then it's time to get back out there. This is interesting, and it's like really interesting timing that these questions came in because um, Taylor here, the bare naked cucumber, as he's known here, um, is going through a breakup or has gone through a breakup. He has now been broken, right up with. How you doing, Tay? Well, I guess it could be still up in the air, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. It's still it's still to be determined, but it's pretty much it, no. It's in the process. <laughs> No, so um, she. So these are what are the five stages of grief? Like denial. He's right? in stage one. Danny over there is looking. Everyone's looking a little nervous about what I'm going to say. So Taylor was in a relationship for a very long time. We all like the girl, yada yada yada. And um, she recently, she broke up with him, and she took off. And unfortunately, it's not one of these breakups where he can um, communicate with her very easily because she took off back to Sweden. So. I've been trying to walk him through this process and bring him out of this and say, listen, you know, maybe there's a chance on the line, but she's 9,000 miles away right now. So we got we to gotta make some moves in the meantime. Michael's a little bit harsh. Sometimes breakups are really tough. Um, I've gone through two super tough breakups. I, again, would say move, get outside, go hang out with friends, go to happy hour, um, take a walk. Do a yoga class. Yeah, breakups are hard, but then also remember, you get to seriously define who you are again and be super independent and then meet a bunch of people. Meeting new people is always fun. Yeah, and I never want to be with anyone that doesn't want to be with me. I actually told Taylor that this is going to be one of the better things that's happened to him because I think it's going to force him to get outside of himself and outside of that relationship because if that wasn't meant to be, there's... You're hanging on to something that's holding you back. Like, you know, and, and again, why do you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you? Period. Taylor, yeah. you want to be with a girl that's so excited to be with you? Well, I mean, it's it's not so much those variables. It's variables of distance and everything that are, are affecting it. So it's a little different than the standard breakup. But still, I mean, there is that, you know, there's, you know, 90,000 miles of, of ocean between us. But so. wasn't she here before she left? Yeah. So that's why, I mean, that's why it's the to be determined kind of. More or less. My point, though, is that she left, and to sit around here and, and like wait on that is, is a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy. you got to get froggy. Yeah, it's time to get out there and get froggy a little bit. Um, if she wanted to stay here, she would have stayed here. And I just, and I, and like, this all comes, when I say this stuff, it sounds harsh, but this all comes from a place that of love. I love Taylor, is one of my best friends, and I want to see him get out there. I want to see you get out there again and um, do what I know you can do. Without. Yeah, so if there's any fun girls out there that want to go out and have a few drinks with Taylor. I and noticed, check out the bare naked cucumber. <laughs> and then report back. But I noticed, you know, he's, 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 you're hitting the gym real hard. I am. I, I try five days a week, two hours. I'm trying to transform my body. I knew the breakup was serious when I saw the gym selfie. 
And um, I saw you getting back. The out hashtags. There. Once he uses hashtags, it's game Once over. The if, if the hashtags right. come up on Taylor's Instagram, you know there's something going on. Um, but can I just say something to everyone that's listening out there? And I feel like you guys are going to agree with me. If someone wants to be with you, they will do everything in their power to be with you, whether you're a man or a woman. So I've always found with men, they, they're especially, they a hundred percent know what they want. There's no gray area. So if they want to be with you, they will figure it out. And if you're feeling that someone doesn't want to be with you, then next them they're out next by later. Yeah, that's literally like just what it is. That's the truth. It's the harsh reality. You don't yeah. ever want to have to convince someone to be with you, like ever. Just you are who you are. If they don't like it, then they can fuck off. So I want to know like what your like what your feeling is towards all this now, because you've heard my point of view. We had a very private conversation, and I said it's not Listen, so it's, private anymore. It's no, on I said the it's, podcast time to, now. it's time to get out there. I think this will be better for you in the long run. There's six. Listen, there's six point something billion people on the planet. Let's assume that. Half of those are women, if not more. So there's options, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, there's a lot of options. But still, it, being in it is, is difficult. It's one of those scenarios where I think it's easy to give advice. But, you know, when you're inside of the actual moment, it's hard to take the same advice that you would, you would then be giving to someone if roles were turned. But so does that make the advice any less true? Uh, no, it, it doesn't. I'm just saying that, in, in fact, when the roles are reversed, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I hear it, and I would probably give that same advice to someone who was in my position. But still, you know, there's always variables in any relationship, regardless if, uh, you know, if it's five years, four years, or, you know, six months, that make the advice people give a little black and white when sometimes it's a little more colored. And that's what, that's just my, the way I feel. Like I asked Taylor yesterday, I said, listen, if, if the roles were reversed and I was in your position, what advice would you give me if you care about me? And then I said, okay, take that advice because, and, and the same when you're talking with your friends or, your, or, or whatever, like think about the person you care about the most. And if they were in your situation going through the same breakup, maybe give them that advice and, and try to do your best to take that. I would say you need to go out and have fun and meet people. Hundred percent. I mean, that—that's the there. next thing is like you went to an art show this weekend. Yeah, the San Diego. Um, what was it? The San Diego Festival of Arts. And you might go to LA this weekend. Uh, are we going to LA? <laughs> we, we are. We're going. I guess this we're going to LA. Um, no, but that's that's another thing I was going to say. Like getting out and being around people and meeting new people and getting with new people is one hundred percent the cure. In the past, there's been times where I thought I was upset about a breakup, and then you realize you're not as soon as you meet that next person. So and you girls don't... are always coming up to you anyway, Taylor. So it's always a, it's about the fight, when to give up, when to give in, and I guess when to you know realize that there's no battle to be won, regardless if you if you could look at it. This is very way. poetic. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I guess it's, it's true. Oh, wow. Um, so recover from a breakup, get moving, get out there. And you will get over it. Get interested it. in something else. Yep. Read. I'm bringing up the yo-yo. Getting back into my yo-yo game. The yo-yo? <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, wait whoa, whoa. what's the, <laughs> what's the yo-yo? Walking the dog. Wait, no, no, no. No, no, no. I don't know so what walking he, the dog. I think he literally means a yo-yo. Like a standard like yo-yo. A and we just ruined any chance of girls <laughs> calling in to meet Taylor. Wait, you're <laughs> bringing joking, out the yo-yo? No, the bare-naked yo-yo? Girls, no. he is retracting fast. He does not yo-yo. There is no yo-yo. It's just a joke. Ooh. Uh, what is there? What is your hobby? Uh, vinyl. Oh, yeah. No, let's, <laughs> not, let's not get into that. <laughs> Taylor's got his life savings tied up in vinyl. But it's not... Let me tell you guys. No, this is Actually, I want to get into this. this is I feel like you just completely like ruined this, Taylor's no, chances is, of is, meeting a girl. This is a complete sidetrack. On a live broadcast. This, this is a complete sidetrack. Um, Taylor's got a vinyl collection. 
but it's not like the Beatles in London or the Rolling Stones or like these like these vinyls where like they have a lot of value and people are like oh wow it's a collectible this is like we're murdering you in our sleep heavy metal songs like <laughs> vinyl with like the the wildest like artwork you can see and he's got thousands of them but anyway that's a different story if you want to see more check out his instagram because so he instagrams girls, them every single day and uses multiple hashtags if there's a girl out there that wants to headbang to heavy metal vinyl and do some yo-yoing <laughs> Call in or uh, I'm going to say us. no one is crickets. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's got a, other, a lot of other qualities outside of yo-yoing. I don't yo-yo. That's a, just a joke. <laughs> he might yo-yo. Okay. Next question. Uh, okay. The next question is, how do you know when a relationship is over? I've been with my boyfriend for three years and he wants to get engaged, but I'm not close to ready. I am independent with a ton of goals. We are best friends, but I don't know if that's enough. Being best friends isn't enough. I have a lot of guys that are best friends. That doesn't mean that I want to go home and spoon them and have sex with them. I mean, let's get real. Being best friends is not enough. It's definitely an element. Being best friends is an element. You have to laugh. You have to have fun. Um, but it's not enough. And I think that if you are asking how do you know if a relationship's over, it's over. I mean, that thought for me has never come to my mind, you know, questioning if a relationship's over with Michael, because I've always known that I'm willing to get through whatever I need to get through to kind of get to the other side. I think that if someone's asking this question, your relationship is over. And I think the worst thing you can do, and I cannot say this to enough people in their 20s, is stay in a relationship that you know is not working. Go live your life. You know what's interesting, though? Because, like, part of this question is... um the guy wants to get engaged and she doesn't know if she's right. Like basically engaged just means like you have an intention of getting married. Like there's nothing wrong with getting engaged and having a long engagement and seeing like if that is actually going to pan out. Um, I don't, I don't see why it's so important to get engaged and then married right away. Like you can take that engagement period. Listen, it lets people know, Hey, we're off the market and we're serious, but you, you guys have some time to sort it out between each other where you can figure out, A, if you're going to take that step to get married. Like, you can always get engaged and then not get married. We've had the longest engagement ever, not because we're trying to stay engaged for forever, but just because both of us cannot seem to send a save a date or plan a wedding. Mm-hmm. I still haven't sent the save the date. I know. It's giving, like, our friends are like, so you guys ever doing that? Are we invited or are we not? And I'm like, no one thinks they're invited because I haven't Lauren sent Lauren literally told me the other day she's going to take me off the Skinny Confidential just to do wedding planning. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have, I, like, can't do it. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't pull the trigger. I think I'm such a perfectionist that I don't even know where to start. Yeah, people probably think it's like my lack of, of doing things, but it's Lauren just does not send the save the dates out. And we've taken four different photo shoots of the save the dates. So they, like, my work schedule is so insane. I do not see how I can have time to plan a wedding. Like, I just don't see it. I'm so not Taylor, was there, was there a point when you maybe felt like the relationship was going down or getting stale? or No, it, I, to be honest, I kind of got hit blindsided by it. It's definitely one of those things as far as like time where it's not so much about the distance of time or the, the time length, but the quality of time. And I felt like overall the relationship was, was great, but there or not great. I mean, it was amazing, but it just, there's, it's those variables. So time isn't really play a factor in anything. It's more or less. Okay. But here's my problem with what you just said. You said you felt like you got blindsided. If Michael came up to me and blindsided me with ending our relationship, after I gone girl him, 
I would never talk to him again. I don't want to be with someone that's going to blindside me or has the potential or the capability to blindside me. It's not, I don't want to be with someone like that. Like if someone's just going to come out of nowhere when you think you're having an amazing relationship and say, bye, I'm off. Fuck you. That that's not cool. Yeah, of course. And I think with any relationship, it, there's there's always good and bad. And I, I, Michael's always referred to you guys as a team. And I think that that's the way most people should look at it as a relationship. And I always felt like I was, you know, part of the team. And there's always, you know, the ups and the downs. But, you know, once it's down, if someone jumps off, then I guess, you know, you guys aren't a team. But still, you know, the team mentality of a relationship is, is definitely important. Well, if it's important, then your teammate should not blindside you. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely... Look at me giving Dr. Laura advice to the bare naked cucumber on the Skinny Confidential podcast. I mean, part of this question is like, how do you know when the relationship is over? And I think Lauren nailed it on the head. If you're asking yourself that, maybe it is over. Um, I don't think it's maybe over. I think it's over. Yeah. I mean, relationships require a lot of work. And if you get, if you get yourself to the point where you're like, I think this might be over... The worst thing you can do is stay in a relationship just to stay in a relationship. No, the worst thing you can do, please, women, listen to me. If I can give one, if anyone gets anything out of this entire podcast, and I've said it before, the worst thing you can do is settle. It's the worst thing. Because you feel like you're supposed to be doing something because of society or your parents or whatever. You need to do you. Everyone's different. There's no timeline. Don't settle for someone that's not who you want to be with because you think that you should get married and have kids. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't settle. But I mean... It's, but it's, also also ask yourself if you're working hard. Like, if you're just, like, not doing anything in the relationship, like, yeah, your relationship's probably going to suck and it might be, like, an unhappy situation. So if you're just, like, not having fun or you're not... Like, you guys you guys schedule date nights. Like, that's working at it. Like, yeah. so maybe ask yourself if you're doing those things and if you're not, you could try them. You've had to work at work. your relationship. Yeah, 100%. Relationships all require work, but at the end of the day, I think there's something that, like, I think we touched on this earlier, like, we always know we're a team, and that's never been a question, so if you're asking the question, it's pretty, it's kind of a telltale sign. Like, there's never been a question in my mind of whether Nico and I are going to be a team or not. Nico's her boyfriend. Yeah. Also, can I just say that if you think as a woman that you're going to change a man... It is not going to happen. In fact, let me tell you something because I've been with someone forever. Their qualities that you don't like or do like intensify. So if they um, snore really loud, you don't snore really loud. So this is just an example. But if they snore really loud, it gets louder. Okay? Speaking of snoring, before you had your jaw surgery, it sounded like a chainsaw was running next yeah, to you. Yeah, I had some issues at night. I, I was... would wake up terrified some nights. So okay. unless they're willing to get reconstructive jaw surgery. Yeah, which they don't <laughs> want to do. No, if they, okay, if they like leave the toilet seat up and you think that you're going to change that, you're not. I've, I've tried. I've done everything. And you still leave the toilet no, seat up. No, I sometimes. I, I, I fell I, in last night. I'm I 70, fell into the toilet. I'm 70%. No, you're not. Yes, that's cute. You think that you're 40. You leave the toilet seat open and I go in at the, in the middle of the night well, look at this. to go pee and I fall in. Well, and every goddamn time I scream, fuck, and you're asleep. But I look at it like this now. 
if you know that I'm 40%, maybe you should be checking a little bit more often so you don't fall No, in. that's not the way that's going to work. That's you know cute, what, though. though. That's an important part of the relationship, too, is are you willing to live with the things that bother you that that person does? Like, can you live with him leaving the toilet seat up 40% Ooh, of the time? Uh, you know that's forever, Lauren. <laughs> I, I don't know why I know this, but a long time ago, I remember I read a little statistic that Gwyneth Paltrow said. She said, like, I think it was like 80% of women over Are you on Goop? No, no, this was years ago. I remember it was in a magazine. I don't know why I was reading this, or, or maybe you said eighty percent of women over exaggerate. Over exaggerate. Well, she falling she, in the she got that wrong by a little bit. It's a hundred percent of <laughs> <Yeah>. women over exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, that women. I feel like I know. They don't fall in, but it's not as big of a deal. They just look at it and they go, "Oh well." It's the same um, thing as like me looking at the toilet seat being closed. I just open it. Yeah, Gwyneth, maybe maybe do some fact checking. That is one hundred percent. That's a little goofy. <laughs> no, it is the worst though when you go to sit down on a toilet and they didn't put the toilet seat down. Like all all the men out there in relationships, put the toilet seat down. I don't. You understand. know what this reminds me of? This, remind, this reminds me of like you're you're camping in the woods and the and the ranger says, "Hey, do not walk on that path because there's a bear trap and there's a good chance you put your foot in it." So us men will be like, "Okay, guys, like we're not going to take that path because there's a bear trap there and like we're just going to avoid it or we're going to know to look for it." You why women, can't you just put you guys, the toilet seat because, down? Listen, you know the bear trap is there. In this case, the bear trap's the toilet, and you still <laughs> fall in. You still fall in. <sighs> um. Okay, so... And I get a little humor thinking about, like, you in the night, like, getting your ass wet in the toilet. (laughs) You get humor? Well, now that I'm thinking about it right now, I'm kind of giggling to myself. Oh, that's cute. Like, thinking about, like, what happened, like, when you're in the dark in the night, all delirious, and you, like... I'm gonna put fake used eyelashes on your pillow, so you have to lay on them every night. Someone needs to invent a spring-loaded toilet that just... It automatically just retracts back to You're on it. Standard. Okay, You're on wait. It. Going back to the question, there's a part in here where she says, I'm independent with a ton of goals. I feel like we should address that, because, like... What does that have to do with being in a relationship, being having goals? The worst thing that can happen is I believe, and this is so cliche, but I believe that who you surround yourself with on a daily basis is kind of who, who you become. Um, so if you have a lot of goals and you're super independent and you're dating someone that's not that way, it's harder, in my opinion, to achieve what you want to achieve if you're with a Debbie Downer. Right, so you're you're kind of you're kind of a sponge in a way. No, but the goals just like the goals just need to be aligned. Yeah, where... but I feel like you and I push each other. Yes. So, if if what you're saying is I'm independent with a ton of goals, and the significant other does not have those goals or share those goals or want those goals or support or those support goals. those goals support those goals, then yeah, you're gonna run into some trouble. Uh, Lauren and I, it's worked because we're both very supportive of each other and our goals, and. Um, not with that toilet seat, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> honest, not supportive of that. I read this question as if he's holding you back. Because if you have to say, I'm independent with a ton of goals, that reads like he doesn't have a ton of goals and is not independent, and he will be basically an anchor pulling you under. What if you're the independent one, Taylor, and someone's not independent and doesn't have goals? Uh, it depends if you're looking for someone who is either has the same drive as you, then that wouldn't work out. But if you're someone who basically lives a life where it doesn't matter what the other person's ambitions are, I guess it, that's easier said than done. But most likely, you if you're independent, you want someone else that's independent. So if it so, was my opinion... So can we expect to see the bare naked cucumber out on the dating circuit? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, there's, there's definitely a, like a, a grieving period, maybe. I don't yeah, know. that's going to last till this weekend until we ta- I'm going to take him out. We're going to go out. He's going to be out there. Um, we haven't decided if he's going to stay bare naked or if he's going to grow some hair out. No, no, no. That's I think over. That's, I think that's a preference thing. 
That's over. By the way, he's called the bare naked cucumber for those of you that are just tuning in because Taylor thinks that women prefer a bare naked cucumber, which is quite debatable. <laughs> I think they do. Mm, it's not my fave. <laughs> um, we should do a poll on some somewhere. I feel like the poll. poll would just be like zero and then a hundred. You can do a Twitter poll. Yeah, we should do a Twitter. Poll. Okay, we will do a Twitter poll. See so you expect there. to see Taylor out on the dating circuit. He's on Tinder.com. I'm going to force him even against his will. I have Danny and Wesson signing him up for every dating site out there right now. A little um, grinder. Maybe not grinder, <laughs> but every other one. And um, expect to see his face on the circuit. And um, yeah. All right. Well, next week we promise we'll bring the Nans on. She was just too sick to come on. She felt so bad. Um, I'm going to bring her chicken soup today, but um, she will be on next week. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe and review. Use the hashtag AskHimAndHer for questions for us on Twitter, Instagram. Also, submit your questions to podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com, and we will answer them next week. Taylor, what are you drinking over there? It's chameleon cold brew. I feel like I need to look at those ingredients. Hand that to me. I think it's organic. And we're done. Bye. Bye. Bye.